following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. Dolph Lundgren has everything except for, like, acting ability. Welcome to Flash Gordon Minute, presenting your hosts from Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, Brad, and introducing your intrepid explorer of Planet Mongo, Eric. We are at minute 13 of Flash Gordon Minute. Eric, how you doing? Hey man, I'm just looking for the phone. Please put the gun down. Where's that phone? <laughs> Yeah, where is that phone? It, it, he, and Flash really looked pretty hard for it. It's like, there's not a whole lot of space. This isn't a cell phone era. You you can see a phone. Yeah, and that doesn't look like any phone booth I've ever seen before in my life either. No, no, it's quite elaborate for a phone booth. But uh, yeah, he's just, he believes there's going to be, a, he's, he's a very trusting person. He, he believes there's going to be a phone. This guy's just out to help him. So, as uh, our listeners can tell by hearing, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best voices in the minute-by-minute podcasting world, Murren is back with us. Murren, how you doing? I'm doing just great. Uh, I'm glad to be on, uh, uh, not, not Point Break Minute, that's my podcast, <laughs> uh, um, uh, on Flash Gordon Minute. And uh, with me is my uh, co-host for Point Break Minute, Jess Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, Jess. So excited that you were able to join us for this minute. Uh, I was lucky enough to be on Point Break Minute both with you guys. You guys are fantastic, and uh, we, we loved you so much that we've been uh, pulling you into the Cosmic Geppetto universe. You guys actually uh, did some voice acting for, uh, for for the mothership, uh, which was really fun. I, I hope you guys had as much fun doing it as I had. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was a it was a fun script. Yeah, we're we're going to try to do more and more of that, and uh, on that show. But right now, we're, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Flash Gordon Minute, a, a zany minute. We're getting very close to getting into space. We're in a lot of ways the movie really begins, but uh, we're we're not quite there yet. Uh, Eric is our recap guy because. He, he he doesn't get off track as quick as I do. So uh, <laughs> stay on target. Stay on target. Eric, why don't you walk us through? Well, I think it's just very convenient for the plot that Dale knows who Doctor Zarkov is, and that she recaps his backstory for anyone who might have missed it when the newscaster said it a few minutes ago. It's it's perfect exposition. There. And she saw him on TV, like all mad scientists. Those famous <laughs> mad scientists. He was kicked out of NASA. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be in our club. <laughs> Just seeing someone like bum rushing him out the door, like, and don't come back. <laughs> Your crazy ideas. And the way she pronounces it, it, it sounds like she's saying he was kicked out of NASA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm just wondering, does that mean the Bahamas? Does that mean Long Island? I mean, what which Nassau is is she actually He's talking so about? so bad. Long Island didn't want him. He's banned for life. And hey, I get it. You got to do the exposition. You got to give an idea of how other people see Zarkov. Although it's not like we couldn't tell he was crazy already. Well, we could, but apparently they weren't so sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, exposition is... Um, is almost welcome in movies like these. I feel like it's it's because it's it's evoking that sort of old uh, comic you know uh, adventure style. That's kind of like oh look out, Superman! <laughs> it's that you know it's yeah. just like a very you know overtelling the story and kind of a, a it's it's kind of just a classic form uh, and that's sort of how it played to me in this minute. 
and we get some more really terrible Sam Jones acting. Where's that phone? <laughs> he's just looking for the phone. <laughs> he's he's so dumb. Oh, he's he's. <laughs> and what's great is I, how familiar were you guys with the Flash Gordon character outside of this movie? Because he was a comic. He's been a comic strip for a long damn time. It, like I, over eighty years, eighty years, seventy or eighty years. Flash Gordon has been in existence. Yeah, the thirties. He's created the thirties. I'm gonna say zero, except for the song. Yeah, <laughs> I think the song, yeah, was kind of on my radar more than the movie or even and the, definitely the character. I think uh, I'm not much I'm not very well versed in uh, comics at all. Uh, so I think I was kind of like, wait, is Flash Gordon the same as the Flash? I don't know. Like, is that this? I don't know. Oh, it's a different character. OK. In, in the original iteration, he was sort of a gentleman scientist, former rugby player who attended prestigious Ivy League universities. Uh, th- that is a different iteration than what we were seeing right now. Yeah, he's he's uh, the all-American football star. You with know, his name on his chest. With his name on his <laughs> chest. Got the blonde, the dyed blonde hair. I was gonna say. I remember in the last minute, he was um, Zarkov asked, like, "Are you are you hurt?" And he says, like. Uh, funnily enough, no, not at all. It's like because nothing bad ever happens to this person. Well, look how great his hair looks after after the plane crash. He looks perfect. Yeah, not yeah. a scratch, and he's just like this is like I get the feeling this is his life. He's just uh, he's had success from birth, and he's just good looking. He's, like he's perfect in every at everything, and he's just like everyone loves him. He's just never had any problems in life, <laughs> which is an interesting contrast. Like it's it is, it is again like that classic. You know, it's it's an old old school kind of character to have as your hero. I feel like now, like you get like Captain America, which we're talking about, um, Chris Evans, who's like he's he looks great now. He has like the muscles and the, the good looks, but he started out as the small guy, and that's kind of like you get he gets more sympathy from me for that. And uh, it's in this minute, at least it's like Flash Gordon, these minutes, Flash Gordon seems like, well, he's just the perfect guy. And it says something, and we've, we've talked about Sam Jones. This is some bad acting minutes from him, but credit given, I don't hate him. Yeah. I don't hate him either. I wouldn't say I hate him. I just don't have as much sympathy. I would say as, as uh, another, like another character setup, like Captain America or like other. Yeah, Peter Parker, like sort of like that sort of superhero where it's like someone coming from less to to become great. But yeah, I, I don't I certainly don't hate him, yeah. It just says something for his the the actor's innate likability and presence yeah. that you know what? This is a char- in lesser hands or with someone without the presence, I would be uh, I'd be rooting for Ming uh if yeah. it was in, if it was in lesser hands. So, credit given and you know Sam Jones again, not an actor. But give credit where credit is due. He, he, he definitely is able to at least uh, get the audience on his side a bit, and at least not rooting against him. Flash is a Flash is a lovable buffoon. Right. Yeah. I guess that is the one thing that makes him kind of like sympathetic is that he is so dumb. And he's like, oh, he's, he's it's amazing that he just gets you know gets through the day. It's, you know, from this minute at least. Um, but it is like I talked about. I compared him to Keanu Reeves in the last minute, which is we've been dealing with a lot. Um, and he's just like, yeah, one of those guys who's not not even a good actor in this case, but he has that it factor that is undeniable. Like he he's good looking and charismatic even through his you know flat line deliveries. He has the Dolph Lundgren gene. <laughs> I, I love that Jessa uh, Jessa who's jumping in and just an all star because she's coming in at the last minute. Watched this minute right before we started recording and. 
actually just said, he's like, is that Dolph Lundgren? It's like, I, <laughs> I understand. Well, yeah. didn't, didn't Jarf post something that was like Sam Jones could have been He-Man? Something yes, like that on, on our on our uh, Facebook page. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and because yeah, he does look similar. Um, and uh, it would have been, I guess, you know, He Man is is uh, quite a similar character to Flash in a lot of ways. Um, and Dolph Lundgren is, you know, he looks similar, but he isn't like that all American. He's not American, <laughs> I guess, is basically it. Like he he doesn't have as thick of an accent as Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he still like has that like, oh, this guy's. Not American. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not <laughs> a jingoistic American, but please don't send us hate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a different thing, and like that's sort of. I feel like He Man has that similar vibe that that could have they could have gone that way. Well, and and what's funny with Lundgren, Lundgren, and we talk about the likability of Sam Jones. Lundgren doesn't quite have that, and I don't know. Yeah, if he's, he's yeah. Just better as a bad guy. Yeah, yeah edge a darkness to him yeah and he has that deep voice he's kind of like has that threatening presence to him and i, I guess i also always have problems with lundgren because i realize this going off track as we tend to uh, i i just know whenever <laughs> i see dolph lundgren it's like he's smarter than me oh, oh, oh. yeah right yeah he's like got a phd in oh physics God, does he oh yeah something he's a like member that. of mensa i believe right Holy crap. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, uh, we have a chance to go into his Wikipedia and just list all of his accomplishments, all the, the different scientific accolades wow. that he's yeah. received. Uh, so yeah. that just doesn't seem fair when you're six foot seven, built like a tank, right. handsome guy. And then it's like, oh, and he's also smart. It's like, basically, Dolph Lundgren has everything except for like acting ability. <laughs> yeah, that's, but he's still a much more successful actor than any of us will ever be. So he's <laughs> like him, him and Gina Davis. Gina Davis is also like tall, beautiful woman, great actor and super smart and like championship archer. Really? Yeah, she's like a great archer too. I yeah, think. I think she was on the Olympics team, wasn't she? she? She tried out. I think she got to the like the last level before getting into the Olympics. But yeah, it, it, there's yeah, oh, wow. but she's close. Man, I'm gonna seriously spend the rest of the evening looking up like celebrity accomplishments. Like. <laughs> yeah, they can do it too, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Getting back to the minute. Yes. <laughs> back to Flash Gordon. Zarkov has Dale and Flash held at gunpoint. Apparently, what he really needs is somebody to step on a red pedal. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's the important part. Um, I also want to note he he mentioned uh, Munson and uh, also you talked about William Hootkins. I assume already, oh, but of course, to the Hoot acknowledge that. The, the hoot himself. Real now, real quick, we had a really awkward moment last week. Oh yes, talking about the hoot. Where else would you know the hoot from? Only, only Star Wars, honestly. I know he's been in other things, but that's the only thing. Other thing I've seen. Thank him God in. you got that, because. Okay. Oh, did someone did someone not realize he was in Star Wars? Yeah, we had a really awkward moment. Our our guests last week. One of them mentioned, "Boy, this guy, this guy could be Porkins," and and Brad and I. Didn't say anything because there was there were like, several seconds of dead air, which of course is horrible on a podcast. Because I think we both were trying to decide: are they joking or do they really <laughs> not know? And so finally, I just said, "He is Porkins." And then they had an awkward silence where they were trying; their brain was trying to process what I just said. They're like, "What?" I said, "Yeah, the, he he's that's the same guy. That's Porkins." And he's like, "Whoa, huh?" I, they did not know that he was. Porkins. Wow, that's. Porkins, yeah. he, he could win a Porkins lookalike contest. It's like, yeah. <laughs> he would win. I would hope he would it's win. It's like Murren would li- win a Murren lookalike contest, and Jessa would win her Jessa lookalike. You have an unfair advantage. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I did remember he was also in uh, in Batman, the Michael Keaton yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. See, I think those are the only two that I that I can remember seeing him in, and this. Yeah, but he's not in this minute. I just wanted to shout out to the Hoot. Well, be- before Zarkov makes the tell- tells him about this uh, magical pedal, this conversation <laughs> makes no sense to me. He comes in with the gun and he says, right. "Enough." I-, I don't know what the enough is in reference to. And then Flash says, are you crazy? Which I think leads into you guys, what you yeah. were saying about his acting. He just met the guy a minute ago. He knows nothing about him. Saying, are you crazy, is someone you've known for a while. Like, hey, what are you doing? It just This conversation makes no sense. And Dale just told him that he was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Literally in those words. She's like, he's this crazy scientist. And then when he says, are you crazy? Like, it, was like, it seems like he's responding to him pulling the gun, but it could also be like, I just want to make sure. She said you're crazy. Are you crazy? <laughs> I just want to double check. It's it's so bad. And it, <laughs> it was Zarkov and Topal is Zarkov. He's just acting the hell out of the scene. And he's done this thing a couple times already during the course of the, of the movie where he gets so impassioned that his voice just begins quivering when he talks. And yeah, you have a bit of that in this minute. It's like, you don't under... It's, it, it's hard to imitate. Opal, yes. Uh, he's, yeah, he's doing that very, you know, like he's, he's trying to push his skull through his head, as I like to say, when actions get really intense. That's a, I think that's a mystery science theater. It is a mystery science theater joke when like an actor is, especially of playing a villain, just like going all, going all out. And they kind of have that like tension on their face. Um, and that's, that's sort of what he's doing here. And against poor Sam Jones, who's really just a, a a cardboard cutout in this scene and uh and then also dale who boy i, I feel so bad for uh, uh, melody anderson who is a beautiful young woman um and it's a terrible role which she does as much as she possibly can with it she gets some of the worst line yeah get some of the worst lines and she's so damsel in distress which it's just the era of movie that we're dealing with and the type of movie that we're dealing with. But, and so you can't even tell if she can act because it's just a lot of sort of making googly eyes at flash and then making jealous eyes at everyone else. Yeah. Well, I I haven't, I don't know if I've seen her in anything else, but I kind of like that. She's, she is kind of playing it. It seems like she knows what kind of movie she's in, I guess is what I'm saying. She seems like she's kind of playing this, like she knows she's playing an archetype and she kind of has this like, old classic movie voice going in a way which i kind of liked like it, it seemed like she was she's not trying to go naturalistic no, no this is not a stanislavski method sort of movie yeah yeah it seems like she she's aware of that and she's sort of playing it up a little bit it's actually not a whole lot that happens it's a lot of just uh, the the big reveal that anyone else could see coming but you know flash is dumb so we get to have these moments talking about uh, to Paul or Topol, you know, I, uh, I'm going to say his name 20 different ways as we get through. This yeah, movie. I, I believe to Paul is the the Vulcan from Enterprise. Yes, that is to Paul. So that's yes. what keeps popping into my head. And, and also, like a one hit wonder song, there was a band um, named to Paul. That song. Oh, I've, I've heard that, but I didn't know what what band it was. We could just call him uh, Haim, his first name. That's true. Yeah, he's a, yeah right. Use his first name. Yeah. Before he was hired. Dennis Hopper was considered for the role of Zarkov. Oh, boy. Wow. If Topol is this nuts in this role, I can't even imagine what this movie would have been like with Dennis Hopper playing <laughs> Dr. Hans Zarkov. Yeah, it would have, it would have been a little too real, I think. 
because this is such a naturalistic thing. D- Dennis Hopper's just amazing. He's an actor who has so much range between quality of his performance where he can be awesome presence and an awesome actor, and he can be terrible. True. Yeah. He can get a blue velvet or he can get a water world. He, he can be sort of <laughs> Eric, Eric Roberts, I think, is the same way, where Eric Roberts can be really good and effective, or he can be astoundingly bad. What's a good Eric Roberts movie? Because all I have to mind. Best of the best. Best of the best. <laughs> Don't know that one. He's in The Dark Knight. He's he's in that one. He does pretty well. Uh, Who's he in The Dark Knight? He was a mobster. He's the bad guy in one of the Expendables movies also. Star 80. He, he was oh, fantastic. Yeah. It, it, when, there was a period of time where he was considered a, 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 a up-and-coming leading man in, in the 80s. So Runaway Train, he was fantastic in. That was early 80s. Best of the Best, which is a great schlocky movie, uh, and he, he was good in that. He, he, he can be a good actor. He just eh, he just follows his worst instincts on occasion. Well, and, and lately he's just been, I mean, he uh, he's, uh, of course, the titular A Talking Cat, yeah. um, which has uh, been a subject of many podcasts at this point. But he's just like, he's done a lot of movies like that lately, where it's just the lowest of straight to DVD. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he, he was... Not a bad actor. I, I think I've seen him do some good work before. Anyway, back to back to uh, Flash Gordon, which <laughs> well, Eric Roberts well, is not in. Yeah. Well, seeing that Dennis Hopper was was considered got me thinking. I'm I'm borrowing an idea that the guys over on Star Wars Minute uh, recently did when thinking about alternative actors for Anakin Skywalker instead of Hayden Christensen. Oh yeah, it's always fun. I took I look at I looked at the year topol was born which was 1935 and i looked at the year dennis hopper was born which is 1936 these are the actors that were born in those two years so these are the contemporaries so let's see what everyone thinks here elvis was born in 1935 <laughs> oh that'd be great <laughs> elvis as dr zarkov <laughs> I, I i love elvis i'm an elvis guy i, I don't think that would work bob denver uh... Okay. No, yeah, but that's it's not Bob. Bob, uh, and I've I've have seen Oh God. I, I know what Bob Denver can bring to the table. No, 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 not John Denver. Oh, Bob Jesus. Denver. Bob Denver. I get my Denvers mixed up. Gilligan. Gilligan. I don't. I don't think I know who that is. Me either. Bob Denver played Gilligan on Gilligan's Island. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rip Taylor. Oh, that'd be good. Sonny Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Judd Hirsch. Oh, I could see that. Who yeah. actually might work, yeah. M. Emmett Walsh, character actor. M. Emmett oh, he's Walsh. fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I could see that. Julian Glover, who played General Veers in Empire Strikes Back and Donovan in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, that would work for me. Dudley Moore. No, no. Oh, God. I, first off, I can't imagine Dudley Moore doing anything except for his drunken Arthur bit. It's like, oh, <laughs> we have someone crashing through the wall. Uh, England Merciless, would you care to join me at the bar? We're <laughs> <laughs> sing a song with Peter. Peter, whatever, whatever his name is, I, I lost. I lost that. The guy <laughs> he worked with, Peter. No, yes, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. He could be uh, Doctor Zarkov. He's probably a little bit older. He might have been dead by the time they made it, but yeah. I was gonna say. Uh, I believe Dudley Moore was in uh, Sam Jones' previous movie, Ten. That is true. Yes. They they've previ- previous uh, uh, previously worked together. Charles Grodin, nice deadpan Doctor Zarkov. Nah, he's Charles Grodin is at his best when he's put upon. He, he wouldn't be the guy yeah. trying like trying to go into the adventure. He's the guy being dragged along. He would actually be a better Munson. 
Yeah, it could be Munson. Yeah. Or it could be, uh, what's the guy who's like Ming's uh, sidekick? Who just passed away. We have not addressed the fact that uh, as of this recording. No, we have not. Yeah. Peter Wingard? Mm-hmm. Oh, RIP. We'll, we'll pour one out for Clytus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, David Prowse, who played Darth Vader. No, he can't act. <laughs> Jerry Orbach from Law & Order. Oh, yeah. Well, love me some Jerry. And Woody Allen. <laughs> I was actually, I don't know why, but I was wondering if he was going to pop up on this list. Seems like he's about the right age, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another one where I would see him as Munson being the guy dragged along or attempted to be dragged along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I never want to see Woody Allen trying to drag people into an adventure. That's not what Woody Allen does. That's a little what, what, too what, what are you talking about? I, 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 we, we just got to take the rocket off. I, I, have, I have to have to counterattack against Ming. You'd play like the third wheel with Flash and uh, and the woman. You'd be like the other guy that was just with them for some reason. <laughs> I mean, really, Woody Allen's thing is not wanting to do stuff and having a weird attraction to 17-year-old girls. That's his, especially during the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, so the and, thought of him dragging someone along into something is a little yeah. too close to yeah. home. Too close, to and home. Yeah. directing yeah. a movie every year. Come, yeah, come hell or high water. So then we got the next year, nineteen thirty-six. This is the year Dennis Hopper was born. So here's our other candidates. We've got Alan Alda. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a little more on the the Woody Allen, Charles Grodin side of things. David Brenner. So you wouldn't understand a word Zarkov <laughs> says. Burt Reynolds. Too good looking for Zarkov. Yeah, he he's Flash. He's Flash, yeah. right? He's Flash. Talk about all American, you know. Yeah. Dean Stockwell. Too natural. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It could yeah. I I like I like him a lot. I would like to see him in everything, but yeah. Bruce Dern. Uh, I I don't see. I love Bruce Dern, but I don't see him being smart. He he's sort of a like shifty. Clever, but not a book-learning guy. Chris Christopherson. <laughs> I love Chris Christopherson. I, I actually, <laughs> my family has a Chris Christopherson story. Oh, excellent. Let's hear it. My father was a truck driver, so he loved the Chris Christopherson movie Convoy, which is about truck drivers. It was like the only movie ever about truck drivers. During the CB radio days, he was actually driving along and actually ended up talking on a CB radio with Chris Christopherson and his then wife and invited them to dinner. And they actually had dinner with Chris Christopherson and his wife. They had their picture taken. He invited Chris Christopherson to come over to our house and is like, my wife will cook us dinner and we'll have a great time. And of course, that that didn't happen. But he's like, he got to have lunch with Chris Christopherson. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. But yeah, he got to meet his truck driving idol. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cute. That, that is really cute. Yeah, that's great. Robert Redford. Oh God, no, no. Obviously, too good, yeah. too good looking for Zarkov. Obviously, uh, Walter Koenig, the original Chekhov from Star Trek. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I like that. I could see that one. Too. Michael Landon. No, <laughs> not Paul. <laughs> Hector Elizondo. Uh, maybe it'd be fine. I love Hector Elizondo. He 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 can he can do anything. I, I could see him doing it. And finally, Mr. Kung Fu himself, David Carradine. No. 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 He, honestly, he's a little hes a little more Sam Jones than he is to Paul. Get him in the exact right role, and he's great. But anything else, and he can be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, Kung Fu's great. He's in Kill Bill. 
but he's also been in a lot of a lot of not so good things. Was he in that? Um, oh yeah, he's in, yeah. in the recent season of Mystery Science Theater on Netflix. He's in a he's in one of the uh, fantasy movies they do. He's he's pretty bad in that. First off, that list is amazing. Thank you so much, Eric. That's a great list. That is a great exercise. It's just amazing that these people are the same age. Yeah, like yeah. Robert Robert Redford, like is the same age. Yeah, that's crazy. As Woody Allen, they don't even seem like they're the same species. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Popol, yeah, that's that's insane. And Burt Reynolds, because Burt Reynolds was beautiful at that time. Yeah. yeah, he was still a leading man at this and in, in 1980. You know, I mean, you know, a little older, but still, like, wow. And I, I wouldn't have guessed he was that old. No. And just the fact that Woody Allen was once a younger man because he's one of these people. That, uh, I put Sam Elliott in the same category. It's like, yeah. I just imagine <laughs> Sam Elliott was born with a full gray mustache and a Marlboro cigarette hanging from his mouth when he was born. Woody Allen's a little different. I just imagine him as like being a sort of late middle aged guy pulling his hair out in the womb. Yeah. Yeah. Like Edward James almost. Oh, yeah. It's hard, you know. Oh, yeah. Though you can see him in Zoot Suit, he's pretty young. But he already he already looks kind of old in that, even though he's younger. So that's uh yeah, thank you. That's a great that's a great list. Yeah, that's a good list of people. Yeah. Wanted to uh, mention quick that what goes on here is basically consistent with what went on in the very in the original Flash comic strip. That the story begins with Earth being threatened by a collision. Uh, in the movie, it's it's the moon. In the comic strip, it was the actual planet Mongo. And then Zarkov kidnaps Flash and Dale after the plane crashes, takes them on the rocket ship, goes into space to try to stop it. So they pulled this part of the storyline direct from the original comic strip. It really goes to show how much difference a director and a concept can make where you take the same idea. And in the comic strip, it was very straight straight ahead science fiction and almost sort of science fiction drama, the way it played out in the comic strip and the, the movie serials. And here it's just wacky and campy and almost comedic. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun romp here. So, Burren and Dressa, uh, it's been fantastic having you again. Uh, uh, plug away. What, what, how, where should people go to find out more about you guys and more about Point Break Minute? Uh, you want me to take it away, Jessa? Again? I do. All right. Yeah, Point Break Minute. Uh, it's on iTunes, Google Play, uh, another one maybe. I don't remember. Uh, you can find it that way, or you can find it on pointbreakminute.buzzsprout.com. Um, and we also have our Point Break Minute listener surf shop on Facebook. You can join up there and uh, see some cool memes and videos and just talk about Point Break. We can talk. We, we like always like to talk about uh, alternate casting for that yep. as well. It's just a fun game to play. It is. I think our most recent one was uh, the Rafe Fines version. Oh, God. We talked about switching the Strange Days cast with the Point Break cast. So it would be Rafe Fines and Angela Bassett. Jarf and I had a conversation on the Cosmic Geppetto podcast about we were doing a gender uh, gender reversal casting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was Blake Lively and uh, the young woman who plays Jessica Jones on the Netflix show. Yeah, Kristen Ritter. Oh, yeah. And then Lori Petty as the Gary Busey character, if it was remade now. I really like that. Yeah, too. It was uh, fun. It, alternate casting is fun. We, we uh, and I, it was again. It was so great that Eric came up with the idea of just getting contemporaries of T'Pol. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I very, I borrowed that from the the guys over at Star Wars Minute. They've been doing that, so I cannot take. We're it doing minute by minute. We basically borrow everything from the guys at Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's original anymore. <laughs> 
talking about social media, our social media presence on Twitter is Flash Gordon Pod. Uh, follow us. We'll follow you back. And uh, our dear friend, Jarf, who's sort of the man behind the scenes, th- this podcast would not be nearly what it is without Jarf. Uh, he, he does such an amazing job uh, reaching out to guests and uh, work handling our social media. So uh, he, he's always posting cool stuff. And uh, Eric, where else can people find more about uh, our, our little show? Yeah, chat with us about the movie and our podcast at Facebook, Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex, or send us an email, flashgordonminute at gmail.com. So, uh, guys, we appreciate you. Uh, Mern and Jesse, you're going to be back tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Very cool. And, uh, you know, Eric, this has been fun again, but I have some concerns. All right. My uh, my oldest son Chase, he's eight. He's starting to ask a lot of questions. He's starting to do the where baby co- babies come from. And my wife, she's like, "Oh, well, you're the dad. You got to sit him down." And I'm just really worried because I'm going to get nervous. And somehow during the talk, uh, I'm just afraid the word "porking" is going to come out of my mouth, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> Since your eight-year-old son is nothing like my eight-year-old son Gavin, who I actually asked if he had questions, and he doesn't want to talk about it at all. Uh, so if you want to switch kids, um, <laughs> if you're worried about porking or porkins or, or, uh, or porkins or mooing or cows or horses or birds and bees, don't worry, Brad. Flash will save every one of us. Attention listeners. You can follow us on Twitter at Flash Gordon Pod and join the conversation on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex. Stay tuned for our next thrilling episode of Flash Gordon Minute. Never let it be said we're not man enough to admit our mistakes. The band T'Pau, spelled T-apostrophe-P-A-U, sang the song Heart and Soul, not Baby I Can't Wait. Thank you